24 hours a day. Radio Contact. Welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Pax and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Join me the show this week as ever with Paul Weiss. All right, Paul? Hiya, Rob. You okay, mate? How's your week been, mate? Very good, mate. Very good. It was great to beat, beat Leeds on uh, on Friday night and it was a great weekend. Then after that, you know, how can you... St- I mean, we never beat Leeds, do we? So it was just great to get in the win. Great to see everybody smiling again. And now everybody seems positive for uh, for the, the middle eights. Yeah, first week of the uh, the school holidays for, for me, Paul. Uh, went to the new uh, Crazy Golf uh, at the Trafford Centre, bit of Tiger Woods, three all-in-ones in a row. You know, what, how good am I? Did very well there. I took my kids there a few weeks ago. We were just saying this before, weren't we? And uh, I came round uh, one under par. So I've done all right with it. I'm always hopeless at golf. So, uh, yeah, we've both got a bit of a secret talent there, I think, haven't we? Yeah, it was it was good fun. I advise everyone, you know, if you get the chance to get down there, uh, it was uh, definitely a good thing to do. So, what have we got on this week's show? We've got, we're going to review the Leeds win. We've got what are we in coaches' corner. We've got interviews with Jake Bibbett and Naya Levels. We've got a, the press conference, Jackson Hastings, his arrival at Soul for Red Devils. All the news coming out of the club uh, this week, uh, including signings and also Paul's amateur report. So, lots going on in this week's show. And what we'll do, we'll start with the big win against Leeds Rhinos uh, last weekend. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford Devils beat Leeds Rhinos 38 points to 22, Paul. Great win for Salford. It certainly was a great win, Rob, especially with the adversity we had in the in the first half, losing Lee Mossop after about 20 minutes, I think, when Lee Mossop was sent off. But it was a great opening 20 minutes to the match. You know, Jackson Hastings... Uh, you know, he looked really good in that game, didn't he? The 20 minutes we saw of him, Ed Chamberlain as well, I think deserves a good good rap on the back there. He, his pace that was there for all to see, but it was an explosive start to the game going uh, going with those four tries in the first 18 minutes. And we hung on with some good defence in the second half, you know, tested by Leeds for an hour with just 12 men. I thought it was a gritty effort as well. So we just proved that we can perform and it's give us, um, you know, give us renewed hope for this, this qualifiers campaign now. Yeah, I thought Jackson Jackson Hastings was outstanding for, for for twenty minutes. You know, possibly the the best sofa debut I, I've seen. You know, in a long, long well, forever. I think. Paul, what do you? I don't think anybody, you know, can get anywhere near him uh, regarding debuts. Yeah, I was trying to wrap my brains really to to remember somebody who's played that well. And you know, there's probably somebody. Didn't I mean, Kevin Locke played quite well. Didn't he? Huddersfield that time that was just just shot into my mind there. Uh, but you know, Jackson Hastings for the for the 20 minutes that he played. You know, Kevin played 80 minutes that that day at Huddersfield, didn't he? So for the 20 minutes, the the impact that he made there. I mean, I know he made a mistake early on from the kickoff, which Leeds scored from with Brad Dwyer. But after that, he's he was superb for the time he was on. And obviously, he, he went off with uh, what looked like a tight hamstring, but. That's probably understandable. He's not played much this year. He's had a long flight as well to to get here. So uh, the other guy stepped up, didn't they? I thought Nile Levels was excellent. 
he provided the pace along with Ed Chamberlain the pack worked hard as well Robert Louis had to do a lot and, and, and did so it was it was a good all round performance I know Leeds were under strength but we was as well Robbie you think the last few weeks we've um, been down to the bare bones haven't we really and you saw the guys that were sat in the crowd you know the likes of Chris Wellham Greg Johnson uh, Craig Copjack Greg Burke there was quite a lot of players out Luke Burgess so there's still players to come back and freshen us up as well so I think there's a lot to be positive about now yeah I think Jackson Hastings his his, his influence on the field allowed Rob Lewis to, to, to play well as well and it's really important them to continue to put in big performances like they did against Leeds yeah the thing with Jackson Hastings is that he's a player that's not afraid to take the line on his and run at the line he's very direct um, and that's the one thing that, that troubled Leeds with. I don't think they know, know how to deal with him. You know, we've, No disrespect to Jake Shurrock, but when we had him in the side of this season, he's been quite one-dimensional and, and you know, he's only a young kid learning the game. And Jackson Hastings has got that quality, hasn't he? He's got experience in the NRL and he seemed to have the X-factor quality and brought that to the table on, on Friday night. And if he can do that in the, the qualifiers for us, you know, teams like Toronto, Toulouse, Halifax, London, who are not Super League teams at the moment, that bit of pace that he's got and that guile, they might struggle with that, and, and I think they will do. So it's exciting times, and let's hope we can keep him fit. Yeah, talking about uh, pace and guile, Ed Chamberlain, what a try from him. Going on the the outside, put it through a hole by Rob Lewis. You know, great, great performance, um, and kind of went under the radar uh, with Jackson Hastings' performance. Yeah, it did, and, and Niall Evans is the same. We spoke to Niall, didn't we, after the game, and he slotted him perfectly after after a, a, a difficult injury, you know, breaking his leg. He doesn't look like he's lost any pace. He's, he's, he's up to fit, looks really sharp. Ed Chamberlain, I said to, to Watto, what a signing. Why did we just let him go? And you think it's a strange one, really, that why would, um, would they let such a, a good player go with pace as well, you know, there's no substitute for paces. There, and he's settled in really well. He's a, he's a good goal kicker as well. I know he missed a, he missed one on Friday, didn't he? And then kicked one off the touchline not long after. So he looks a very useful player, doesn't he? And somebody that's going to going to do well for us in this in this eight campaign. Because, like I said, no substitute for pace, and that's where pace is going to win you games against the likes of Halifax, Toulouse, maybe Widnes as well, and those those other sides that are below us. So I think we've made an excellent sign there in Chamberlain. Yeah, before we actually talk about uh, the stats and your uh, three-word match reports and man of the matches, let's look, let, let's listen back uh, to all the action and uh, the highlights of the game. Hello and welcome to the AJL Bell Stadium for this Super League clash between Salford Red Devils and Leeds Rhinos. The last regular game before the middle eights and Salford Red Devils are looking for the win to kickstart that part of the campaign. It'll be Jake Bibber to bring the ball forward for the Salford Red Devils. He's tackled on the 30. It's Hastings again at the play of the ball. Hastings steps, at, steps on the gas, finds half a gap, a gap. And Hastings, he's jumped on his gas. He's looking for support. He's tackled on the 20 metres. Great play by Jackson Hastings and Salford Devils. Looking dangerous at the moment. And it's Wood to Hastings again. He's got support. He's giving it to Rob Lewis. Salford option on the outside. Lovely ball to Jake Bibby. Comes back inside. And he's got runners and he's tackled 10 metres out. And Salford Devils knocking on that door. It's Louis, gives it to Daniel Murray, and Murray steps on his left foot. Five metres out, so for the Devils, asking questions. It's Wood, gives it to Louis, Louis's got options. Flat ball to Ryan Lannan, Ryan Lannan crashes over by the post for Salford the Devils to hit back in this game at the AJ Bell Stadium. With a kick to come, it's Salford the Devils for Leeds Rhino, six. It's uh, Rob Lewis with the collection of the ball and uh, Lee Mossett brings the ball forward for Salford Devils. Runs into a line of Lee's defenders but makes metres. It's Tyrone McCarthy stepping off his right foot and 
makes uh, 10 more metres of Salford clearing the lines well Salford it's it's uh, Josh Jones who uh, picks the ball up off his toes and regathers the ball for Salford makes metres for Salford gets to within striking distance Hastings makes a break Dummies Hastings makes a big break he's got runners on the inside the outside he's got levels on his inside no levels under the post for Salford Devils what a try and what a player this Jackson Hastings looks like he could be for Salford Devils wonderful work for him finding levels on his inside and Salford hit the front here at the AJ Bell Stadium it's Salford Devils 8 Leeds Rhino 6 with a kick to come and it's uh, Wood again Salford have gone back with slider but still have possession still have the ball it's Hastings looking for runners gives it to Rob Lewis he's got runners on the outside Evels has a gap gap opens up for Evels but Leeds are there to make the tackle and Salford knocking on that Leeds Rhinos door it's the fifth tackle play it's it's Rob Lewis he'll kick through the chases in there Ryan Lannan's there ball goes down picked up great try by Hastings debut try little kick through and Jackson Hastings, Johnny on the spot, puts the ball down for Salford Devils and they extend their lead here at the AJ Bell Stadium. It's Salford Devils 14, Leeds Rhino 6. It's Wood out of play the ball. Wood is tackled. It's uh, Ryan Lannan steps off his right foot looking to offload, decides to keep hold of the ball and Salford are on the Leeds 30. It's Wood at the play the ball Wood to Lee Mossop he's got runners Hastings gives it to Rob Lewis gives it to Chamberlain gives it to Chamberlain he's going over in the corner what a try Ed Chamberlain finding space on the outside wonderful ball and Salford Red Devils here at the AJ Bell Stadium are running yellow hot <laughs> it's over Red Devils 20 Lee Rhino 6 so it's uh, Ed Chamberlain from the 40 the Leeds 40 he's banging front can he kick Salford into a 12 point lead he said it's himself he's got the he's got the distance oh he hasn't got the direction though and Leeds will come forward oh Rob Lewis spilled the ball picked up by Dan Money who sees the line but Leeds Ryan will scramble back and Salford has still got to come forward Tyrone McCarthy though has decided to take the ball himself and he gets hauled back can Solver take advantage of that spill it's uh, Ed Chamberlain gives it to Rob Lewis Dummies dances a bit gets within 10 metres of the Leeds Ryan can Salford get over the line it's Chamberlain to Wood Dummies gives it to Evels he's got space on the outside doesn't need it no levels slides over by the, by the corner flag what a try for Salford Devils great work from the Salford team moving the ball wide and Devils is the try scorer his second of the game to give a bit of breathing space for the Salford Devils 30 metres from the Leeds Rhinos line and it's Devil Olfurts bringing the ball forward for the Salford Red Devils 20 metres out can Salford Devils get over the line again it's Tyrone McCarthy to Wood Daniel Murray picks the ball up for Salford Devils but it's tackled 20 metres out it's Tyrone McCarthy again Ryan Lannan Rob Louie and uh, Gavin Benyon it's a bit flat in this point of the attack for Salford but 
Still tackles in the bank for Salford or Devils to make a difference here. Louis, he's got runners, little kick through. Josh Jones is on the chase. Josh Jones scores. Josh Jones picks the ball up. Scores after a lovely kick by Rob Louis out of virtually nothing. And they're singing and dancing in the rain here at the AJ Bell Stadium. It's Salford and Devils. 36, Leeds Rhinos, 16. So that was all the highlights coming uh, from the Sports Zone on Salford City Radio, Paul. And looking at the stats there, uh, the top tacklers, um, Gavin Benyon with 26, Lamatazzi with 32, Tyro McCarthy with 38. You know, the forwards, you know, making big tackles, I thought. Yeah, well, they had to do, Rob, especially at the start of the second half. And I think that's where we won the game. I know we 22 points to, what score was it, half-time? It's 22-6 at half-time. 22-12, sorry, half-time. Was it 22-12 at half-time? I thought it was twenty two six. No, sorry, twenty two twelve. I'm losing my marbles because uh, you know twenty six because Lewis scored didn't it right at half time, and then at the start of the second half, Leeds came back at us then, didn't they? They had quite a bit of ball in our half and was being down to twelve, and we had to dig our heels in there and defend, didn't we? And then uh, you know we we scored again and, and took the game away from them. So we did have to do a lot of defending being down to twelve men, but uh, you know it was courageous defence and uh, an excellent uh, second half performance. Yeah, obviously Ian Watson will be very impressed with, with that first 20 minutes uh, from Hastings, but I think he'll be equally impressed uh, with the remaining part of the game. Defence was quite solid. Leeds Rhinos had a lot of possession um, you know, in front in our half in that second half and, and didn't manage to break us down, which can only be you know good for confidence moving forward. Yeah, definitely. Well, they came back at us and scored a try. I think it was Briscoe who got the try, wasn't it? Sort of 15 minutes after half-time. Then we hit them with three tries in nine minutes, didn't we? Josh Jones, Naya Levels and Ed Chamberlain. They were, they were three great tries as well, them to take the game away from Leeds. And to do that with just 12 men, I thought was a, it was a great effort, really. And, uh, you know, Ian Watson should be proud of the lads. And you could see how it lifted everybody. It lifted the players, lifted Watto, lifted the supporters. And that's what you need now. We've been saying that with the last few weeks. We, we were desperate to win that game, I think, to go into the qualifiers on a bit of confidence. And I think that, that win... I've heard people say, oh, you didn't win anything from that game. That that game doesn't matter. I think it did matter. I think that game was mega important that we won it and to put to put smiles on faces, put confidence back in the side and go into the qualifiers with re- renewed confidence to, to make an impact on them. Yeah, obviously, Leeds did have a weakened side, Paul, and, you know, people will say that. I sort of thought they played really well and I think, you know, you can take wins like that forward uh, into the into the middle eights and you're kind of hoping we can build on that and obviously we'll be talking about the fixtures in a bit um, you know hopefully we can continue that momentum into the middle eights Leeds had a week in silence so did Salford and they played 12 men so don't be making excuses for them <laughs> um, yeah I mean they did have players out Kevin Simfield said that in his press conference but they still had some quality players on there if you look at their side you know the likes of uh, Briscoe Joel Moon played Mitch Garbutt uh, Singleton Ablett of players that have played at the high level, Matt Parcel, they're good players, aren't they? So they were missing. I know Richie Miley didn't play. He was in the squad, though. Quite a few of those players, Rob, were fit. Mm. Kevin Sinfield chose not to pick them because he's got a semi final. So there's nothing we can do about that. We can only play against the side that are there. And uh, you know, we've got players out as well. We've 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 made um, we've made that known last few weeks. Me and you haven't we? You know, being down to the, the last sixteen players the other week. So we we've struggled to put players out as well. Don't forget, we've just come back from Catalan as well. So in a bit of a short turnaround. So I thought it was a good effort. Um, I think it'll be different again when we meet Leeds in the in the middle eights at Headingley. I, I dare say they'll have, have players back then. It'll be a tough prospect going there, but don't take anything away from Solver. I thought we did really well on, on Friday night and, and it was a good win. Yeah, talking about good players, we spoke to Jake Bibbit and Nia Levels after the game and this is what they had to say. Gentlemen in detail. 
So I'm joined by Jay Bibby. Good win that. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, was it? I think we've been waiting for that uh, for a few weeks now, so I think we have to build off that to go into eights. Yeah, yeah. obviously. The debut from Jackson Hastings. Yeah. What, 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 what 20 minutes that was? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I think, like, he got any he guarded us everywhere, and even when he did run, he ran deadly, and he, he, made, it, he made that first 25 minutes look so easy for us. So, be like, if, if he's all right, he came off the with injury. So, I think you'll uh, give him a week. We'll have this week off now, come back, first game, it's here, that middle eights, and I think he'll crack on now. Build as a good game, wasn't it? Obviously, new players coming in. Yeah. Does that kind of lift the squad? Like? Yeah, because we're a bit depleted, aren't we? So new faces, you know, it's like a, it's a good vibe then, isn't it? Because then you think like they want to see what they like to bring to the table, and if, if it's good, like Jackson, like Sean, then it lifts you, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah obviously, you know, a week off now, preparing yeah. for, for the yeah, middle eight. So, yeah. You know, what, what do you reckon the plan going to be? Is it going to be rest, like a week of rest or a week of uh, yeah, training? We're, or? We're, we're backing on Thursday, I think. Some of yeah, some of the injured lads have been, you know. See to their injuries, but other than that, everyone's back on Wednesday and dig out, dig deep, and then we're really ready for that first game. Cheers, big thanks, Togs, yeah, and Devon Nita. Yeah, thanks a lot. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Brilliant, mate. That. Well done. See you later. See you later. Right, Nile Levels joins me. Good to be back in the team now. I know you played last week, but to get the 80 minutes back under your belt this week must have felt good. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm just saying, uh, last week was just about getting that, that mental block out of my way, just a, a 30 minute spell to get back into that intensity of Super League, get my, my leg used to. You know, running at a high intensity and taking those hits. So yeah, to get the the full eight under my belt um, and quite healthy, uh, that's all I wanted. So yeah, I'm pleased with that. Looked like you'd never been away. You looked sharp as ever tonight. Two tries. It must feel good for your confidence to get back amongst the scoring. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not too concerned about tries as long as they're at the form. Uh, that's the main thing. So yeah, I thought you know everyone everyone did the job tonight, especially facing a, a bit of adversity. Um, yeah, down to 12 men. You had yeah. to dig in there, didn't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we lost Jacko as well after 20. So. He only needs 20 minutes to win the game, though, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he looked, he looked absolutely outstanding. Um, so that's exciting times for. What's he been like to play with in training? Yeah, well, like I was just saying, the, the first training session, I've never seen anyone train so confident after one session like that before. So he impressed everyone straight away. Um, fits into the team so well, um, real good communicator. <laughs> So yeah, we were all really impressed and as you can see from his performance, it's only 20 minutes but I thought you were outstanding. So you've got a week's rest now and raring to go for the middle eight? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, there's a few tight boys in there, played a lot of rugby all the boys, so just be a few days to get away from rugby, spend some time with the family and then ripping for you know, probably the most important part of the season now. So um, yeah, definitely, it's really important. Enjoy your time off, mate. Well done today. We'll see you in a few weeks. Well, thank Thanks, you. mate. So, Jake Bibby and Nia Levels, both very happy with the performance. Yeah, they both played really well, particularly Nia Levels. I mean, Jake Bibby's been really good this season, hasn't he? Very consistent. I think he's leading, still the leading try scorer. Uh, Nia Levels, like I said, he had that injury, but he doesn't sh- it seem to have had any effects on him. He's come back in and just picked up where he left from, left off from, really. He's, he's always very sharp. He's always very quick. He, he's an exciting player to watch as well, and I think he's going to cause teams a lot of trouble in the qualifiers. Yeah, obviously, him being a full-back, Paul, you know, gives us options. Uh, we missed him while he was out, uh, but looks like he's back fit, uh, and that's what we need going into the uh, the middle eights. You need all your players fit and firing. You certainly do, and you, you look at Nia Levels' his attacking qualities. He's also very good in defence. He's very, very safe under the eye ball as well, and uh, 
yeah, it's great to have him back in the side and it gives that option to play Ed Chamberlain in the centre now and I think that's Ed's preferred position and you saw on, on Friday night against a decent lead side what Ed Chamberlain can do. So, you know, with Chris Wellham out as well, you've got a bit of competition for places there now. You've got Sal Chamberlain and Wellham when he's fit uh, going for those two centre spots. So uh, I think that's what Ian's been crying out for all season. Yeah, I suppose, you know, you need, you need your, your squad to be competitive and we haven't had that, have we? Last, you know, few weeks through the season, you know, injuries have bitten our squad, and we've only got a small squad as it is. So Ian Watson, you know, has done it tough, but he's obviously looking forward to these uh, middle eights. He's invested. He's got them, you know, investment in the squad now. Firing fit, you know, it's all on for me. Another player I forgot to mention is Logan Tompkins, who's out injured at the moment. There's another guy that's out, and we've got Joey Lusick now who's come in. So you've got a bit of um, competition there at hooker with with Josh Wood as well. But it was great to see. Jackson Hastings come in. We have struggled, haven't we, on the injury front, but it's nice to see a player come in and make such a big impact. Yeah. Uh, you spoke to Ian Watson um, after the game against Leeds, and this is what you had to say. Coach's corner. Brian, I'd like to say I'm with Ian Watson, and it, it feels like the sort of cloud of doom that we've had over us for a while it's lifted tonight I mean what yeah. a performance what, 12 men as well yeah it was a real kind of confidence boost really I thought we didn't start so great on the first kick off but that was more excitement that you could sense it this week we've been a lot more kind of excitable in training there's been a real lifting kind of tempo with William Jackson coming in and having that kind of organisation around the team um, so we was open obviously it filtered through today and then once we got that first try out by the way from Brad Dwyer um, I just thought Jackson kind of controlled it for that first 20 and then I just thought Rob Lou was outstanding after that he really lifted himself to another level today but that's, that's the beauty of having a natural half with you to take the pressure off you 22 points there in the first 18 minutes I suppose it's a game of what couldn't could have been if, if uh, we hadn't had the sending off. We could have had 50 points then if Jackson had stayed on the pitch. But yeah, oh, the adversity there, how, what, how much steel did we have to show there? Yeah, tonight? well, that's, that's something we spoke about as a group, having that kind of resilience and steel and the attitude to work out for each other. And that's what we said today was all about. It was about getting our attitude right for the middle eights. And I thought we did that. And our levels as well. Doesn't yeah. look like he's been away. He's sharp last week, oh. as we said on the interview. This week, two tries. Yeah. He gives you another dimension. Yeah, another. he's been outstanding. We, we did a... Um, we did a different kind of system with Niall to come back from his um, injury with the medical team in the SNC. And to be fair, it's brought him back really sharp and it's something obviously we're looking to implement now with a couple of the others. So hopefully that works with them as well. How much is Ed Chamberlain impressing you? Because he's got pace to burn, hasn't yeah, he? I didn't realise how quick he was. Yeah, no, that's obviously why we've signed him um, because he's, he's got that he's got that speed about him. He's got the same abilities as what Chris Wellham's got. And Chris Wellham's probably been one of our best players over the last two seasons. But the thing he's got is he's, he's a bit more youthful should we say than Chris Wellham and he's got that more natural speed um, so as Chris gets older and smarter Chris has, um, Ed's got that little bit more speed and youthfulness about him at the moment and I just thought today if I was outstanding the way he took his try when he rounded the fullback was first class did you know what Lee Mossop got sent off for? Because uh, did it, was it right? Okay, yeah. I couldn't see it from where I was, so I just wanted to reserve judgment until I knew. Yeah, I just had a little look at it there. He does lean into him with his head. He's not actually made like contact or anything like that. He's leaned into him, um, but Singleton's grabbed him and he's pulled him into him as well. So then Moose has done like ducking his head and like leaning into him. So we'll have to see how the how the disciplinary panel. Um, review it to be fair but to be fair I think the sending off was probably enough because yeah, he's been off for an hour and I think there was an yeah. incident last night in the Warrington and St. Yeah, Helens game with uh, which was a lot worse than what Moose Chris Hill and uh, McCarthy's yeah, guys but yeah, wasn't it that was worse didn't yeah, it so. miles. but there was I think young referee I thought the young referee did really well for the large part of the game but I, I think he probably reacted too quickly he didn't kind of really have proper communication with things they just said 
they think it's a headbutt. Um, because I just listened to the audio. So it's headbutt. He went, what, sending off? And they went, yeah. Rather than saying, well, did he make contact? What, what happened? And kind of discuss it a little bit to kind of get a proper view. So I think he's just rushed into that a little bit. But I thought, to be fair, on the whole, he had a decent game. Right? Supporters will look at tries, won't they, and say, oh, some of those tries are outstanding tonight. But do you think, as a coach, that defence, especially at the start of the second half, yeah. is what won you the game? Yeah, there's parts in games which are always real key to you. If you look at Catalan last week, we were in the game with 10-4 and it's going backwards and forwards and then we make an error in good ball with Tyrone. We then end up defending six goal line efforts on our trial line and we defend the five and on the sixth one they score a scrappy try. You look at the Saints game last night against uh, Warrington. Saints defended six sets on the goal line last night and then the next one, Benny Murdoch got done for a forward pass um, when he would have run over Richardson. But then Saints have defended it out it's turned their way and then they've come away from it and got the result and it's them kind of resilience bits and that kind of attitude to defend your line really as a team which get you the victories everyone always like to say sees the tries and sees all that stuff and that's great but the defence in the off the ball stuff is what's winning your games you've got a two week break now before your next game are you going to be like sort of waiting impatiently on Sunday for the fixtures because you don't really know who you're going to play yet do you with the championship teams and things like yeah, that yeah no I think we've, we've had a little bit of a provisional to be fair um, a, a, a little look so, Looks like to lose, doesn't it? We're going to get away unless London yeah, went by. I've been trying to do the maths, on, but on the point system and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, no, um, be interesting to see which way they go because they were talking about having a Super League Championship team, Super League Championship team. But um, in Salford, we'll, we'll end up with something different. At least we've not got to go to Toronto. That's no, yeah. probably a plus. But yeah. like we said, with the first 20 minutes there, if we can play like that and that intensity, yeah. we should be a match for any side in that middle yeah, of Yeah, of course. And like I say, we've got players to come back in here now, so we're starting to get some competition for places. And that's the thing we've been crying out for. We were sat in the eights and at that time we said we needed to bring some players in and we couldn't do it for one reason or another, we couldn't do it. So it is what it is and we've got to where we are now but now we've started getting players back and people who can genuinely come in the first team and compete. So it, it's exciting for us as a team, we just need to make sure that we get our combinations right and we get our selections right now really and make sure our performance is good on the field. Has this break come at a good time now do yeah. you think? Yeah, no, it has definitely. We're bringing obviously Joey over, we're getting Jackson in. Just gives us a couple of weeks just to bed in. I mean, that would have been great for Jackson there because there was a few things we'd have asked him to tweak a little bit in kind of certain attacking situations, which became a little bit stale at, at certain points. Obviously, you don't see it from kind of um, when you're watching the game, but when you when you're there and you see all kind of our system all the time. But he, again, he's learning, he's bedding into kind of our system and he's learning what Robbie does and he's learning what his back rower does as well with Jones. So like I say, we'll just be able to fine-tune them over the next two weeks now, really ready for the first game. Finally, before I let you go, how is Jackson? Was it was it you just being yeah. precautious there, not bringing him back on? Yeah, no, he's uh, just, he said uh, his hamstring felt a little bit tight, so I thought rather than continue... Just I suppose being off. sat on a plane for all that time well, as well, didn't he? He's had a plane, he's uh, been on a plane. To be fair, he paid for himself to be upgraded, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, was, he had a decent seat, um, but like I say, he's not been here too long and he's trained pretty hard in the last couple of days to make sure his fitness was kind of getting up there as well. And he did a good session on Monday, he was blowing, so he's not played for six weeks. So that's just a nice introduction for him now. The boys kind of can see what he's about and hopefully that kind of lifts the mood as well. Thanks very much for speaking to us tonight, Ian. Congratulations and I'll see you in a few weeks, mate. Cheers, mate. His corner. So Ian Watson speaking to you, Paul, after the game, and you know he was happy the, with the way the, the the boys played. Yeah, he certainly wasn't. He's become like a part of a, a select few now of beating Leeds at home. I think Ian Watson, if you remember rightly, he was the coach when we beat Leeds at home in the league a few years ago, um, and the time before that was nineteen ninety three, and I think 
Was he Gary Jack, the coach then? Possibly. And then the time before that, I think, was 1979. So we've not won that many games against Leeds, haven't we, over the years, especially especially away from home, but even at home as well. I think Sean McRae was the coach when we won away at Headingley in 2009. So he's become part of a select club now of being able to beat Leeds and he's done it twice so uh, it'd be fantastic if we go to Headingley and get a result there but I was really pleased for Watto because as we said we spoke to him at the Hull KR game a couple of weeks ago and he lost me 50 points and it was it was doom and gloom you know speaking to him there he, he seemed he always seems chirpy but he did seem a bit down there and, he, and I think he's had to really fight hasn't he and, and he's come out fighting and he showed that the last few weeks and you know improved performance against Cass but delighted he got the result against Leeds on, on Friday Do you think obviously Beating Leeds in the league is has a psychological advantage going into the middle eights because obviously we will be facing them. Um, do you think that win will make a difference? You know, games down the line. I think it's a, it's a good win for us going forward. Definitely, um, we're going to play. I think it's all looking like all KR, isn't it? The first game of the of the eights away from home. That's going to be a tough game. But to go there on the back of beating Leeds, that's going to give us a bit of confidence now going into that game. I'm pretty sure we're going to have a totally different side out to the one we had. A, uh, last one when we got beat by 50 points to 52-22 there so regarding Leeds we play them away from home that's going to be a tough game you know Leeds away okay are away and, the, and the, the qualifiers are going to be tough if we're to avoid that million pound game and finish in the top three I think you've got to target the home games if we can win the, the three home games they're six points straight away you've got Halifax away London away two championship sides who will be disappointed if we can't get results against there's ten points so perhaps you don't have to worry about Leeds I mean let's let's go there and try and win the game but let's not just hang our hopes on going winning it head and left. Yeah, obviously, we'll talk about the, 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 the fixtures in a bit, Paul. Um, three word match reports, man, the matches. Big thanks for everyone who who sent them in. Uh, Tony Frame, Ed Chamberlain, 100%, even when he's missed a few goals. Great footwork and a great step two. Can only be an asset to the team. I think Tony's Bob on there. He certainly is, yeah. We've been saying that the last few weeks. He's looked really good, hasn't he? It's his pace that, that sort of gets you, doesn't he? His explosive pace as well. He's, he's a good runner, good goal kicker as well. And I think he's a, a very valuable acquisition. Useful, he's a useful player, Robin. He's, he's someone who can play all over the show as well. And uh, he's not let us down when he's played this season. Yeah, Darren Scholes, uh, great team performance. Jackson Hastings was his man of the match. Uh, Martin, tremendous game plan. Um his man of the match was uh, Chamberlain. Connie Reynolds, he can play. His man of the match was Hastings. Uh, Matt Guillory, always in control. His man of the match was Ed Chamberlain. Claire, great team performance. Her man of the match was Chamberlain. Uh, Paul Foster waited a year, and his man of the match was Rob Lewis. It was, it was some good performances, I thought. I thought Chamberlain, like I said, Rob Lewis. Um, Hastings. Kind of the team, when he was on the field, Hastings seemed to grow grow an extra few inches, didn't they? And they were running for each other. And like you say, where does confidence go and where does it come from? When Hastings went off, it, it disappeared a little bit. And, that, and that's the kind of little thing that kind of worries me, uh, you know, moving forward. You're hoping that the boys, after that win, will feel more confident. Um, but obviously, can we over-rely on Hastings to get us through? Well, if you look back to that second half, we scored those three tries in the nine minutes there and we, we looked pretty good and that was with 12 men. So Robert Louis works hard there. But I think, like everybody said there, Ed Chamberlain and, and Niall Evels for me as well, I thought were really good. I thought Chamberlain was excellent and he linked up really well. Um, but Evels as well at fullback was good. The forwards worked hard. The forwards worked really hard, you know, especially in defence. So uh, I think there's a whole number of players you could have you picked for man of the match. Like Daniel Murray, who's, who stood up the last few weeks. And, you know, I think he's just 
glad to be in the side, isn't he? Because he knows a lot of competition in the forwards particularly. But he's took his chance with, with injuries. You know, players like George Griffin, Copjack are out. Luke Burgess out. Daniel's come in and done a job for us. And great to see Gavin Benyon in the team as well. And he didn't let us down. He worked really hard and did plenty of tackling. So uh, I think there's a whole host of names you could have given Man of the Match to on Friday. Yeah, Parker uh, said, worth, worth waiting for is Man of the Match was Rob Lewis. Mike Bennett, three words, OMG. Uh, Ricky P for himself and his two dogs. Uh, waited for that. His Man of the Match was Lewis. Pete Brady. Hastings on fire James bring it on and John Hayes says Lewis so you know fans we came out of that ground uh, on Friday Paul very very excited and very very confident going into that mid legs OMG what does that mean oh, oh my god oh right okay going all like you know trendy I was wondering what that meant <laughs> <laughs> shows what I know doesn't it <laughs> you hear it my man that was just Nia levels I thought Nia played really well and I was particularly pleased for him because it be like that, you know, like broken leg or something. You like, you remember Carl Fitzpatrick when mm. he had those injuries, uh, Achilles injury, one, and he never sort of recovered from it. And it was just such a shame because he was a really good player, wasn't he? Really quick player, and he, he struggled with injuries and never really got it back. And that was my worry, worry with Nile. I thought he broke his leg. You know, I just hope he comes back, and he seems to have come back, and it's not affected him. And uh, I was really, really pleased for Nile. Yeah, I'm going to go for Josh Jones. Me, I think haste went first. You know, five or ten minutes. Uh, Hastings was finding him with, with some nice passes and obviously Hastings went off but he still played well I thought Jones scored a try and it might be the kind of a, a thing where he builds on his performance you know from the Leeds game and him in the second row you know punching big goals can be a you know the big big difference uh, in this Salford side yeah, he worked hard. He did a, bit, a lot of tackling as well, Josh Jones, didn't he? So, uh, so yeah, pleased for him. And he's a useful player as well, and he playing the centre. And I think his preferred position at the moment is back in the, in the second row, and, and that's where he was on, on Friday, and that's where he tends to shine. Yeah, so that's uh, the review of the Leeds uh, win. And what we'll do now, we'll look at all the big news coming out of South Red Devils this week. So, here's the big news Coming out of Salford Red Devils this week, the qualifiers fixtures have been released and Salford Red Devils start their middle eight uh, campaign away to Hawkington Rovers, then at home to Widnes, and then they go away to Halifax, then at home to Toronto after that, then they travel to Leeds away, London away and finish with Toulouse at home, Paul. What do you make of them fixtures? Yeah, um, it's a tough start, obviously going to Hull KR. I'm one of them people, me, who just looks here, you've got to play everybody, so you know you might as well... You could play them all away from home for me at the start, and then have your away. I suppose there's a there's permutations for all of them. You play all your home games last, all your home games first. So you've got to play them all, haven't you? But tough start away at Hulkingston Rovers, uh, and then the two games in the middle against Leeds and London. If we could get a win at Hulkar at the start there, then you've got the home games against uh, against Witness and, and away at Halifax. You've got two winnable games there, so I think they're all going to be tough. I think teams are going to raise the games. I know Witness have not won since the twenty second of March, I believe, when they played Salford. So we're the last team that they beat that sixteen games ago. So our witness going to go. I know they've signed Harrison Hansen and Liam Finn, haven't they? And they've got Haraki from ourselves as well. But they were beaten well again at the weekend against Castleford. But there's a part of me that thinks, are they saving themselves for this for this qualifiers? I mean, they, obviously they finished bottom and they couldn't get any any higher. So our team's going to react. Hawkins Rovers have, have been very active in the transfer market recently, haven't they? Bringing Justin Carney and uh, Todd Carney and sorry, uh, Ben Crooks has come in from Lee. Craig Hall's come in, who's very useful. Scored two tries in his debut against Hull at the weekend, and their form. If, I think they've won five out of nine. Their form's been really really good. Uh, recent of recent weeks, they've they've got some good wins as well. They're going to be very hard to beat. Leeds Rhinos disappointing against us. Are they going to struggle 
Toulouse, Halifax, a bit of an unknown quantity. London, I've been particularly impressed with. I listened to their match on uh, South Side. I, am. I listened to their match on Radio Cumbria on uh, on Sunday afternoon because I knew they had to win by forty five points, didn't they, to overtake Toulouse? So then we'd miss out on a trip to France and we'd go there. And they won seventy six six, I think. So they they're the highest scorers in the championship. So they've got a lot of pace. They're going to be difficult to beat down there. The trail final stadium in London. So there's seven really tough games there, and we're going to have to fight for every point that we get. Yeah, I think every game's kind of a cup final, really. Like you said, Hulk Yards, difficult. London away, Leeds away. There's no gimmies there, is there at all? Looking through through the obviously the fixtures, you think Witness is home, you know, you're hoping to win that one. Halifax away that could be difficult. You know, Halifax are a good side and you're kind of hoping that, you know, the boys after that win against Leeds, confidence will sort with the new players coming in and you know, we are a super league club for a reason, aren't we? Because we are good quality Super League players. So at this point of the season, this is when them boys step up and deliver the goods. The pressure games, aren't they? If you remember back a couple of years ago when the qualifiers and London came to Salford, didn't they, as a championship side and, and played us off the park and beat us, didn't they? And I think Sheffield the year before came and scored 30 odd points and were lucky not to beat us. So you can't take these sides for granted. I had fully expect us to go to Halifax and, and do the business against them. You know, we're full time full time professionals, whereas they're sort of part timers. We've been playing at an intense level of Super League, and that's where the win against Toronto, I'd expect us to beat Toronto. They've sort of done really well this season in, in the championship but they've not been playing Super League opposition full-time opposition every week you know teams like Barrow no disrespect to them Swinton Rochdale Sheffield Dewsbury going over there to the Lamport Stadium in um, in Canada have struggled haven't they against you know, it's been an unfair advantage in a way so they're going to be playing amongst the big boys now and we'll see how, how good they are and, and if Toronto finish in that top three they'll deserve to go into Super League and I think there'll be I think there's going to be some twists and turns on the way and uh, but I was I was really worrying for us, but seeing us against Leeds, now I've had a bit of, is it false hope? I hope not. But um, let's just hope that we can perform at that level every week, and I'm sure we won't go far wrong. Yeah, new signings uh, coming in, that's an important thing. Joey Lusak, uh, Lusik has signed. Uh, hooker, Paul, um, looks the part. I've seen a few highlights on uh, YouTube. You know, he could be the man... I've not seen anything of him, but we definitely need some help in that department, don't we? Losing Logan Tompkins, I think he's about four weeks as he waits from from coming back. Logan, so hopefully we'll see him before the end of the season. Chris Bryan has been a massive blow, not being able to see him this season, so we do need somebody in in that department. I, I don't know whether Chris is going to play again this season, but it's looking unlikely. So with Logan being out, it needs someone there to help out out Josh Wood. So. Uh, you know, listen, the, the squad that we've got at the moment was, was only small, so anybody of any quality that we can get in is going to help us in, in this quest to stay up. Yeah, I think, obviously, he's played with Jackson Hastings before, which is an advantage. Obviously, you know, Jackson Hastings is a new, a new person into our, into our squad as well. And, you know, them two coming in together could be the difference. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a long way to, to fly somebody around the world. I mean, Jackson Hastings, he looks like he's going to be a really good player, but if he's happy off the field as well, he's got his buddy there with him, that could work in our favour, Rob, because sometimes it takes players weeks to settle, and if he helps him to settle off the field, that could help us on the field as well. So that could be a masterstroke, that from Ian Watson. Yeah. Uh, other news uh, coming out of Salford Devils. Don't forget the summer camps uh, are being run by the Salford Dev- Devils Foundation this week uh, for the kids in the summer holiday. It's great stuff. They're, they're doing that for the, for the kids in the local community. Yeah, especially with it being the summer holidays, it seems to be never-ending, doesn't it, the summer holidays? I've been trying to sort things out for for my kids to do and keeping them busy every day, because you've got to, you've got to wear them out, haven't you? And, uh, so make sure they go to sleep at night, otherwise they end up like gremlins, don't they, staying up all night? So, uh, so yeah, get involved in that if you can. Yeah, and the club and the Salford University have linked up to create uh, a Salford Fit app where there's sort of news about the club and you know tips to keep yourself fit, uh, which is only a good thing. 
Yeah, certainly, certainly, you know, keep fit's a, a big thing in society these days, isn't it? Everybody seems to see they go into the gym, aren't they? Or, or running, or on on bikes and things like that. So yeah, of course, it is if you can. Uh, I think there's a saying that the healthy body is a healthy mind, is it? Something like that, anyway, isn't it? So uh, yeah, but if you can get involved in that, yeah, why not? Yeah, don't forget as well that the club have got the Leeds game available for to rent or to download. Um, extra bit of cash for the club. Extra bit of cash for the club. We'll leave that there. Eh? <laughs> um, other things that are going on uh, as well. Um, the squad builder going great guns at the moment, Paul. Over eleven thousand uh, pounds raised so far. What an amazing effort! Tremendous effort that year. All the people who donated and are still doing now. It's, it's been great to see. It just shows what Solver supporters will, will, will be generous, won't they? And, and back it when they, they think their team's in in trouble. So, uh, so yeah, you can't fault that. It's been a tremendous effort so far. And it's, how long has it been going? About a week or so, two weeks. So uh, to raise that in that amount of time, I think just just shows the level of uh, sort of dedication that we have in our in our core of supporters. Yeah, I think obviously it's it's part of the part of the feel good factor at the club in it. You know, I mean, people putting their own hard earned money into it to help the club, you know, sign players to to improve and and get better and kind of brings the club and the fans together more, uh, which is what, you know, you kind of want is being a community club it helps. Yeah, it does and that feel good factor has been away for a long time now, hasn't it, Rob? Really, I can't remember the last time we had a feel-good factor. It's been that long. There's been a lot of doom and gloom over the last few seasons, and uh, I suppose the last feel-good factor really was the million-pound game, wasn't it? And then we had that that good that good bit of the season last year. So this season has been a, has been a tough one. So any sort of thing like that that you can grasp, I think, is is good really, and that's going to help you you grow your attendances and get people falling in love with the club again. So anything like that, anything positive for me, is a good thing. Yeah. Other news as well: uh, the Lance Trod. Trophy dinner, Paul. You've got details all about that. Yeah, I spoke to John Blackburn on Friday night after the Leeds game, and he asked me if it would kindly plug this. And of course, we will get it on the Facebook pages as well and get it shared around uh, on the various Salford ones. But the Lance Todd Award dinner is at the Marriott Hotel in Worsley. It's on the Tuesday, the 28th of August. It's 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. The event's going to be hosted by Robbie Hunter Paul and Paul Hyten with special guest speaker Dr. Kevin Jones. Lance Todd tables are £750. They include a VIP room, drinks, service on arrival, wine on your table. Ex Lance Todd winner will be sat on your table. A three. You can also get a table for £550 or an individual seat is £55. That includes a three-course meal. If you want to get involved in that, contact john.blackburn at salfordreddevils.net or you can phone John on 077 627 32790. Yeah, so it's at Worsley Marriott. Um, you know, fantastic event, iconic. Um, if you're into the Challenge Cup and all the history that goes with it, you know, it's a perfect evening to end the competition. Yeah, certainly you get a Lance Todd Trophy winner on your table with you as well. That's fantastic. You'll get to meet you know rugby league royalty there, rugby league legends, won't you? And let's hope one day that we'll have a, a solver player winning the Lance Todd Trophy. But it's a, it's, a, it's a great event, and I believe, I've never been to the Worsley Marriott, but I believe it's a really nice venue as well, really nice place, and I'm hoping to get myself a ticket and go myself. Yep, so that was all, all the news coming out of Solfer Red Devils this week. Next up on The Devil of Detail, we've got Paul Whiteside's Amma Report, where he talks about the fixtures and results for our local sides. Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report. We'll start off this week with the National Conference Leagues. And we had a good result in the Premier Division on Saturday between Kells and Rochdale Mayfield. Rochdale Mayfield went up to Cumbria and came away with an 18 points to 2 
victory. So a good result for Mayfield against Kells, who are one place below them in the table. So Rochdale Mayfield stay above Kells on points difference. So a good, solid result there away from home. Moving on to Division 3. Salford City Roosters went down by 40 points to 10 away at Eastmoor Dragons. Salford, who'd been beaten 50 points to 12 in their own patch, were 10-0 down after 13 minutes, but battled back to 18 points to 10 at half-time with a try and a conversion from Paul Morgan and a Tom Pratt try. Sadly, Eastmoor Dragons ran away with a game in the second half, but an encouraging performance from the Salford City Roosters. Also in Division 3, Gates said Storm beat Oldham St. Anne's by 34 points to 20. But Waterhead Warriors got a good result. They were level at half-time with Jusby Celtic at 10 apiece, but edged a tight game in the second half, 18 points to 16. So in the league table at the moment, Salford City Roosters stay second bottom in the table. Oldham St. Anne's and Waterhead Warriors down there in the bottom end themselves. Oldham St. Anne's just above Waterhead Warriors, three points in front of them at the moment. The fixtures for this coming weekend in the Premier Division on Saturday, the 4th of August, it's Wigan St. Pat's against Rochdale Mayfield. In Division 2, Dewsbury Moor Maroons play Saddleworth Rangers. And in Division 3, it's Millam against Waterhead Warriors and Salford City Roosters are at home to Wollstone Rovers. Well, the Northwest Men's League. There were some results in midweek in the Northwest Men's League. We'll start on Wednesday, the 25th of July. In the Premier Division, Folly Lane, an excellent result. They beat Hindley by 36 points to 18. In Division 1, it was Rochdale, Mayfield, A32, Hairsfinch, 14. And Division 3, West Hart Lions, 20, Wolfson Rovers, A26. On Saturday, just gone, the 28th of July, the Northwest Trophy, Oldham St. Anne's, A31, Manchester Rangers, 24. In the Northwest Shield, it was Caddyshead Rhinos, 12, Thatto Heath Crusaders, B16. And we've just got one result in Division 4, that was Clock Face Miners A26, Saddleworth Rangers A18. The fixtures for this coming week, Wednesday the 1st of August, Folly Lane travel away from home in the Premier Division to Haydock. And on Saturday, just one result, in, uh, sorry, one fixture involving our local sides. Saturday the 4th of August, it's Hindpool Tigers against Rochdale Mayfield A. Well, finally this week, we've got a bit of youth international news for you. In an under-16s international at Robin, Robin Park on Saturday, Wales beat Scotland by 80 points to nil. Wales, great to experience with half a dozen of the team having featured in that side that accounted for England under-16s last year was evident as the gallant Scotland slipped to a 14-try reverse. One of our own local players was involved in that squad and that team. It was Lewis Roberts of Folly Lane and Salford Red Devils. So congratulations to Lewis and all the uh, the Wales under-16s on a tremendous victory there. The England under-18 Lionhearts opened their short tour of Serbia with a 56 points to 8 victory over Belgrade on Friday. The Lionhearts, who met Serbia under-19s last last that was Sunday for the Belgrade Cup, comprised leading players from the Northwest and Cumbria and led 16 after seven minutes with tries by Tom Johnston, Sam Kerwin, and Zach Alstrom. Eight teams will contest next week's under-19s. European Championships in Belgrade which gets underway with four first round ties on Sunday the 5th of August and will climax in a final and a plate final on Friday the 11th of August, this is the under-19s by the way host Serbia entertain holders England at the opening stage Ukraine who have stepped in in place of Russia take on Wales and Ireland clash with Scotland and France face up to Italy the winners of each game go through to the semi-finals on Tuesday the 8th of August with the losers contesting the plate semi so we'll keep you up to date with all those results when they come in next weekend for you, they'll be on next Next week's amateur report. And one of our local players, Brandon Wood of Rochdale Mayfield, is in that uh, touring party as well. The rest of the guys are from all local clubs around there. Liam, Liam Kenyon of Blackbrook, uh, George Senior of Dewsbury Celtic, Jake Bradley of Hensingham, Bradley Holroyd of Lee East, Lewis Brogan, Callum Coleman.
Gilman, Robert Crompton and Joe B B Digby sorry, all play for Lee Minor Rangers. Benjamin Bradshaw of Might and Warriors. Callum Wood of Oral St. James. Ellis Harrison. Curtis Williamson of Schoolar. Ben Selby of Stanley. Sam Favell of Thato Heath. Cameron Hetherington of Warnley Central. Curtis Tier of Wapro Hornets. James Gul... Gulbra Miller of Westhull, Liam Harbour, Gary McMahon of Wigan St. Patrick's, uh, uh, sorry, Wigan St. Jude's, and Ben Holmes of Wigan St. Patrick's. So, host Serbia, meanwhile, are coached by Neil Bajorak and Brett Davis, and the duo have selected a mixture of local talent and five Aussie imports. Bajorak said the boys are looking forward to representing Serbia with pride, especially in front of a passionate home crowd. So, it promises to be a really exciting tournament, and what an experience for those uh, under 19s as well. I'm sorry if I got a few of the names wrong, but some of them are quite hard to pronounce. But best of luck to the lads, and like I said, we'll keep you up to date with all the uh, with all the results when we get them next week. That's all I've got for you this week. I won't see you now for a while. It'll probably be in two weeks' time when Salford play their first game of the Middle Eight. So enjoy the Cup semi-finals this weekend. Don't forget Challenge Cup semi-finals this weekend. I'll give you the uh, the SP on those as well because I know I always like to mention the uh, the Challenge Cup on the amateur report, even though they're not amateur games. But both the games are at the Macron Stadium in Bolton on Sunday the 5th of August. It's Catalan Dragons against St. Helens. That's a half-12 kickoff, And Leeds Rhinos play Warrington Wolves at 2.45. The matches are on the BBC. It's either 1 or BBC 2. I'm not too sure. But enjoy those games and enjoy them if you're going as well. I'll see you soon. So that was Paul's amateur report where he talks about all our local sides, fixtures and results. And next up on the Devil of Detail, we're going to have a listen to Jackson Hastings press conference after the game, uh, after his starring 20 minutes uh, for Salford Devils. Yeah, when I was... Um, Must have a good game, he praised you. Oh, well, that's um, something I don't take lightly, mate. I, I said it when I signed for Southford that I grew up watching him play. Um, I was very lucky enough to listen to him talk to the Sydney Roosters club when he came over for a, a sponsorship that he was doing or something. And um, He's held in very high regard in Australia. I know, obviously, over here he's one of, if not the greatest player to play, but... It's funny, I went up to him after the game and shook his hand and he said, um, got a lot of respect for you, mate, and um, it was an honour to play against the team that you coached tonight. And although he's opposition coach, I, I, I would love to like, obviously keep learning off him and just um, keep developing new skills. It's always good to like branch out and get different things from different coaches, but I've got a pretty handy coach in that shed too that done a very good job tonight. So, uh, first question is, how are you after coming off after 20 minutes? Salford fans will want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, the medical staff called me soft. Uh, nah, it's just a little it's a little tweak. Obviously, a long flight uh, from Australia, as you all know. And I went straight in the train the next day. Um, and I was a million miles an hour. It was probably my own fault, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be ready for a couple of weeks. So what was it like, the first, your first oh. impression of the game? <laughs> oh, it blew my, blew my mind, man, honestly. Like, running out for warm-up. Um, when I saw like we were behind Leeds and they ran over to their crowd and they, they erupted, I was like, oh shit, is that our crowd or their crowd? And then there was their crowd and then we ran down to, to clap our fans and then the drums and all the rest of it. It was, um, yeah, it's something that uh, if I'm not here next year or wherever I am, it's something that I'll be able to go to sleep at night just going, wow, like, that's, that's cool. Like, that is very cool. And uh, Southford made it very special for me this week. Um, it's been a been a challenging few months, um, probably mentally more than anything. Um, I've got to say thanks to obviously my friends and my family, but um, my club 
back at home, not manly, um, Blacktown, <laughs> Blacktown um, Stephen Hales, the coach there, and every single one of those boys gathered around me, took me in and really looked after me, so uh, make sure you put that in there too, because I've got, I've got a lot of respect for those Blacktown boys, and um, I love playing with them. You mentioned the, the speech that Kevin gave when you were at the Roosters. How old were you then, and what did he say? Do you remember anything that he said yeah, at all? I was in awe of him, to be honest. Um, they showed his highlights as he was walking in, and um, he's just a very humble, level-headed dude, and uh, you hear a lot of people speak, and they speak with a lot of emotion. He was very, um, not very animated, very um, dead-eyed, just very calm and delivered delivered well. You could tell that he yeah. he was a genuine leader. That's what I got out of it. Um, it's something that I obviously want to be in the coming years. I've always been a little bit erratic with my emotions. and As you could see at the start of that game, went for an offload straight away. I was just playing on pure adre- uh, adrenaline. So, um, yeah, you know, he just was um, just telling us how to control the game, really. Um, and I got a lot out of it, as I said to him there. I went up and shook his hand after the game and, and just said, yeah, you know, thanks. It was an honour. So how, was it a speech more about being a leader on the field sort of thing and what, how leaders do it and, yeah. and how it works? It was more about him coming in and just sharing his experiences with the boys. Um, we had Steve McNamara at the club, which obviously helped yeah. get him in. And um, we learned a lot about all the titles he won, um, all the hours he put into his body was another massive one I got out of it. Um, and the respect he gained from, from his peers is something that, um, it's most impressive about him. I, I've spoken to a lot of people about footy players, and Kevin Sinfield would be would be up there. And um, yeah, it's just like to get praise off him is is probably one of the one of the better moments that I've had because anyone can praise anyone, but if it's come from the opposition coach, one it's it's awesome. But coming from a bloke that he puts Sarah in front of is pretty cool. So yeah, I respect him a lot. And how old were you when he made that speech? Uh, uh, 1899, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just sort of trying to find my way, and um, yeah. And even though it's very early days to life in England, how have you adapted, or have you have you found anything out about this weird little island? <laughs> well, I, I adapted better than what I thought, to be honest. I, um, I was, it's hot enough for me. Yeah, it was bloody too hot. <laughs> yeah. um, I was very emotional coming over. Um, I found out over the last six months that I'm actually a very emotional dude. Um, I suppose. Previously, I've bottled a lot of that up, and and obviously people have seen some of my actions that I've displayed on the field that I've that I haven't been too proud of, and um, I've just learned to let my emotions uh, show, especially to my to my family. Um, I kept, as I said to you just before, I, I kept a lot of bottled up, and I just look like an angry guy, and I could understand now why people probably thought certain things of me or or the rest. But as I just said to you, I've just learned to let it out and just show emotion and. As I said, when I was leaving, I was um, I was extremely upset, mate. I didn't want to come. Yeah. That's the honest truth. I didn't want to come. I got two little dogs. Sounds funny, but um, <laughs> you're I miss, not the only one. <laughs> I miss them more than my family. So um, yeah, I've really enjoyed it though. I've made some some mates with the with the older boys here in particular, which is funny because that's always been the, the catchphrase for me. I've never got along with the older dudes, but uh, Mark Flanagan, uh, Moose, Luke Burgess, uh, Tig. Obviously, Watto, his staff, all the boys really have just made me feel really welcome. It's like an unusual feeling for me. I've always been sort of on the on the outer, if, if you know what I mean. But yeah. uh, they've made me feel really comfortable, and yeah, it's the start of something hopefully special for the club. Without wishing to break you down into tears, can I ask you what your dogs are called? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to go FaceTime in a minute. Uh, uh, Bruce and Benji, they're two cavoodles. I got them. Um, Got them when they were six weeks old, and it's just, it's weird. They sleep in my bed, like I did everything with them, but um, I've got a mate at home that's um, doing a really good job. So, Is it right that you had an interesting introduction to people from Salford and life in Salford at the shopping city the other day at all? What was that, sorry, mate? 
is it did true? You go to the shopping did, the other did day. You, you went to the precinct or something. You ran into someone who took. Oh yeah, yeah. I ran into one or two uh, interesting characters down at the precinct. It's um, it's a funny place. I grew up in a uh, a place down in Wollongong, South Sydney. That that reminds me a little bit of Salford. So. I felt like I'm getting sprayed by a few people, actually. <laughs> I believe they gave you both barrels, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they let it go, so nah, it's all right. It's all part of it, mate. You know, we're going to play away games, we're going to get sprayed, so it's all I, good. I bet you just stood there wondering, what the hell have I walked into? Yeah, it was scary. It was the first day, too. I just landed at uh, 6 o'clock and got off the plane, got picked up, and um, I had to go sort my visa out, obviously, to be able to play for the weekend, and just walk straight into straight into it. <laughs> but I suppose... Um, I'm pretty well equipped for that sort of stuff, so that's all right. Just finally on the on the rugby itself, you're going to be in a relegation fight now. Yeah. That, that's not NRL stuff, is it? A relegation? Yeah. Nah, it's not. Um, I knew that. I knew what I was walking into when I signed. It's not like it was a big shock to me. Uh, it is what it is. I said the other day, life's not perfect, and obviously this year hasn't been perfect for Southfield as a club, but. Um, we're in that position we've got to get ourselves out of it simple as that are you looking forward to the challenge yeah it's yeah uh, the whole point of coming over really at the end of the day I just wanted to challenge myself um, as a person I've been really embraced it. it's, um, it's been quite like mind blowing to think that so many people actually have an interest in what you're doing so. you want to get back on in the second half or were you <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't worth it really. uh, when I first come off I was yeah. contemplating going straight back on I tried to pass a few tests but um, medical staff made a made a decision to, to obviously look after my best interests going forward. That was well, people called that a dead rubber match, but we didn't we didn't think think like that. That's a, every game that you play, you, you go to play to win. That's what I've always been told to. And what I what I that before the game, and I think you saw um, some inspired efforts by some um, individuals tonight. They were, they were very good. I must wonder what they're doing at the bottom of the league. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, as I said, the Super League's a good comp, mate. I've got, a, I've got a lot of respect for the Super League and how it's run and the people in it, as I've touched on with Kev. Um, a lot of people don't give enough credit for how hard it actually is. Oh, that was hard tonight, mate. The scoreline didn't reflect how hard it was. and They rested a few boys, or a few boys were injured, I'm not too sure, and they've got a very important game coming up this week too. So uh, We'll have to play them again, obviously, in the eights, and um, they're going to be a completely different side to what they were just then, that's for sure. Yeah, well, So that was Jackson Aitins, Paul, talking to us after the game. Well, me and various other um, media outlets. Uh, it was like a media scrum. They were all fighting to get hold of him. Yeah, it was a bit of a media scrum that year. I think he said, didn't he, am I doing you all at once? Because I think he wanted to go home, didn't he? So you all got there with your microphones. It was great to see because he seems quite a character, doesn't he? A very confident character as well. He's only young. He's only, what is he, 22? So a very young, confident character. And he always come across to the other side of the world and he wants to make a name for himself, doesn't he? And, uh, you know, the way he played there in 20 minutes, I mean, if, if that's all he does every week, just plays 20 minutes, wins a game and comes off for us, that'll, that'll do me. But let's just hope we can, you know, keep him fit. Now, we've got two weeks before our... Uh, our, our qualifier campaign gets underway at Hull KR and I'm sure he'll play a massive part in that and hopefully he's fully fit for that match. Yeah, obviously, like you said, he'd only been here uh, less than a week. Fantastic um, sort of advertising for the video. Uh, Paul, was it Triline Productions? They, I think they did it. A brilliant uh, video with him. Um, you know, things like that. That's how you build, uh, you know, no, how you build interest in your club. You know, things like that. Yeah, definitely. And he mentioned Devil in the detail, didn't he? And he's, I don't know whether he did that by accident or not, but he'll soon find out who we are with Myron him every week. But uh, yeah, it was great. It was brilliant. That. And I think they've done a video before, haven't they? They've done a few videos before in the past. So uh, so yeah, great work that from the from the club. And uh, it was very professional, wasn't it? It, was very, it built. I thought it built Friday's game up. 
Um, it did, there was it went, like coming into the ground on Friday. There seemed like an air of excitement, you know, people, expectation on on Jackson Hastings' shoulders. And I remember saying to my dad before the game, you know, I hope he, I hope he lives up to this. And he, he certainly did. Credit to him, you know, he, he was good. And he came out firing there. I, th- I don't think Leeds knew what, how to deal with him, did they? No, it was a magical 20 minutes, Paul, and hopefully there'll be loads more to come. So that's the end of this week's uh, Devil in the Detail. Short and sweet, Paul, because we've got no game this week. No, we're going to have a nice little break this week. I might watch the Challenge Cup semi-finals on, uh, I think they're on Sunday, aren't they? Double header there, so I uh, might chill out and watch them and then plot me uh, plot me fixtures for the uh, for the for the eights because it's always difficult you know you get the fixtures this time of year they're very short notice and now it shifts and that makes so I'm frantically trying to scramble around but I'm sure we'll be okay I'm looking forward to all care in a couple of weeks yeah so big thanks to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast I've been Rob Parks you can find us on Facebook Devil in the Detail SRD you can find us on Twitter at the ITD SRD and you can find us on SoundCloud iTunes and Radio Contact so thanks for listening and we'll see you next week